Hey, welcome to another episode of Launch Chat, where we answer your startup questions every single day. I'm your host, Jake Hare. And before we get to today's question, I want to remind you that to celebrate the launch of the podcast, we're giving one listener a free ticket, flight, and hotel stay to go to TechCrunch Disrupt in San Francisco this September. If you're interested in entering the giveaway, head over to launchchat.io. Now, today's question comes from Eric. He really wants to know how to do market research for his company. I know market research is a really difficult thing for startups to wrap their head around because there's so many different ways you can do it. I mean, you can talk about going to competitors. You can talk about doing surveys. You can go talk to friends and family. And there's so many ways to do market research. It can be really hard to know which direction is right for you. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about some of the reasons why you would choose one way over another and also give you some resources and things that you can do yourself to go do that market research without spending a lot of money to go get it done for you. Hi, I'm Eric from Los Angeles, California. What's the best, most effective way of doing market research before I launch my company? Hey, Eric, thanks for your question. So market research, uh, I know it can be a real pain. Um, and, and the reason it's a pain is because a lot of founders, I think, don't know what goal they're trying to achieve when they're doing the market research. Um, and a lot of them have a lot of biases when they're doing the market research. Like they're, they're trying to find an answer that they already think they know to the question. So um, when I was trying to do market research to see if Launchpeer was a good idea, I would, you know, I'd have my own internal bias and go talk to the friends that I thought would think Launchpeer was a good idea. <laughs> and uh, that, you know, that gives me a certain amount of feedback, which is good feedback. Um, but that's like such a small amount of feedback that it doesn't do a whole lot for me. Um, so I'm going to talk about market research that's outside of your own network, because I think all of us know like that first step of market research is talking to friends and family and people we know to get an answer on whether or not this product would be a good idea. Um, so one of the ways that you can do that, and my, this is probably my favorite way personally, is by going and looking up the testimonials or the ratings and reviews of my competitors. So if you have a competitors out there, um, which I'm sure you do, if you don't, then, uh, you know, that's, that's sort of good, but it's also sort of bad. I'm sure we'll get in that in, into that in another episode, but uh, I would go to like the Facebook page of my competitors. I would go to Product Hunt. If they if they posted on Product Hunt, I would go on Product Hunt and see uh, what people said about them in the comments there. Uh, on the Facebook pages, I would go to the ratings that the page has gotten. If they're on Google, I would go to the uh, Google page that they have and look at the ratings or reviews and comments that people have left on there. And just start looking and seeing, okay, why do people really like this company and why do people really hate this company? Uh, for Launchpeer, I started doing this a little later than I should have, uh, about a year later, and I went to uh, some of the competitors that we had that were that had already posted on Product Hunt to see what people were happy about, like what they did really well, uh, and what people really hated. And so for me, I learned that people really loved a smooth onboarding process, and they loved the fact that they can get a price on their project right there on the website. Or at least they didn't have to like go through all these hoops and jump through all these things to get a price on how much it would cost to build a web or mobile application. So I really took that to heart and we decided to change the way that we did sales to accommodate that because so many people really loved that part. Conversely, there was a lot of things that people hated about our competitors, one of which was sometimes it would take them days to get an answer on how much, it would take them days to just get a response 
uh, when they would chat into the website or when they would try to get a quote. And so we made it like a real sticking point with our sales team to make sure that that didn't happen. Um, and some of the other things that people hated about our competitors, we incorporated that stuff into our business. And I wish I had done that stuff before I started the company. I think when I started the company, I was a little naive. I didn't really know a whole lot about starting a company. I didn't listen to podcasts like this or any real podcast. I just assumed that, hey, I think this is a really good idea. If I think this is a good idea, other people are going to think it's a good idea. And that was a mistake. I'm glad everything worked out, but I think we would have seen success a lot faster if I had started earlier looking and seeing what we could have done to differentiate ourselves from our competitors using that basic form of market research that you can do right now in 15 minutes and go look at the competitors and see what good and bad comments they have on their different social media profiles. Um, and so that's one way you can do market research. Another way that you can do market research, let's assume that you're doing market research more for like financials and numbers and things like that. For most industries as a whole, there's places that you can go and you can search on Google for this and find the trends in a different, you know, in a certain market, uh, whether they're up or down, you can find market segments of people like, uh, we just built like a babysitting app for someone not too long ago. And we were able to quickly do some Google searching and find different reports that people have already published about, you know, how big the industry is and how many potential customers there are and how many, uh, families have kids between this age and this age in the United States or around the world and uh, how much those people spend on baby products every year and different things like that. You're able to find that stuff really, really quickly. Um, the other thing that I've seen startups do market research for is around funding. And so the reason they're doing market research is to see how much their startup is worth. That one can be relatively simple too, although some of the numbers aren't as public as general market research of like how an industry is trending. Um, a couple of places that you can go to do research to see how your competitors have raised money or if you're trying to figure out how much money you should raise or how much your startup is worth. Um, one of those places is AngelList. Uh, a lot of times startups make it, startups make it public about how much they've raised, uh, how big their round was, what investors invested in them. Uh, what their valuation was at the time. And some of them will even include pitch decks, which include a lot more information. And some startups I've worked with have had competitors who have posted stuff like that. But some startups we worked with have either been really niche. And so, you know, they don't have any people, any competitors that have posted stuff like that, or they just don't have any competitors because what they're trying to do is just so different from everyone else. Uh, so in that case, I would say, um, try to find somebody that's relatively close uh, in terms of like the target customer they're going after or the industry that they're in. And you can still use that data as market research if you're trying to reference something in a PowerPoint or a pitch deck or something like that. Another place that you can go aside from AngelList is called Mattermark. Uh, that's mattermark.com. Now, Mattermark is really cool because it's like AngelList on steroids, uh, in terms of the research parts of it. Um, it's free for 30 days. And I think then after that they charge you. So, uh, I'm not going to tell you to sign up for a free 30 day trial and then not renew, but you don't have to renew and pay. I think it's like $99 a year or, or something like maybe it's $99 a month. I don't remember anymore, but, um, what Mattermark has is it's like a huge resource research repository of funding rounds and investors and startups and their numbers and financials. And it's not just startups. It's also big, bigger corporations too, and manufacturers and 
it's just a bunch of business data all stored in the same place and they make it very easy to search it and find the data that you're looking for. Um, so that's one of the places that we went uh, for a lot of the startups that we work with to find their competitors, big or small, because a lot of times on AngelList, you're going to find mostly, I'm not going to say small because like Uber and Airbnb aren't small, but they are startups, uh, you know, Caterpillar and Coca-Cola and those companies aren't posting their numbers on AngelList. They probably don't even have AngelList profiles, to be honest. But on Mattermark, Mattermark is collecting all this data from different sources and making it so you can find that data. So if you're doing really heavy B2B stuff or you're in manufacturing or you're making a physical product, then Mattermark is probably a better place for you to go find that market research. And that's what I would go about doing it. Now, at the end of the day, all of this stuff I'm telling you about market research doesn't really mean a whole lot if I don't know what your goal is when you're doing the market research. Uh, because if you're doing market research in order to validate your idea, that's one thing. And where I would start with that would be what I told you in the beginning, which is you know, go to your competitors or potential competitors, see what people are saying that's really good and what people are saying that's really bad and use that to your advantage. If you're doing market research in order to see what your startup's valuation is and what you should pitch to investors, then I would go to AngelList or Mattermark. If you're doing market research in order just to figure out which market, which parts of your market you should try to work on penetrating, that's probably the most difficult type of market research to do. And typically what I tell startups that we're working with, if that's the case, is you're gonna need a combination of those other two, two ways, but you're also gonna want to start talking to your customers or potential customers because that's the best way to see what it is that you can offer that you don't have right now. Um, so I'll give you an example. Entrepreneurs fall into a lot of different categories. We've worked with entrepreneurs who were 21, 22, fresh out of college, and who were scraping money together to build a startup. And we've worked with people who were 55, 60 years old, who used to work at Google, and now they wanna build a product. Uh, that's a huge range of people. And what we decided to start doing was talking to those different types of people and seeing what they needed out of our team at LaunchPeer. And so what we were finding was the people who were in their early 20s, uh, when we talked to them and surveyed them to figure out what they needed and what services we could offer to help them level up their startup, their answers were a lot different than the ones that we surveyed who were in their mid 50s who maybe had a business before already or were executives at another business. Um, and because those answers were so different, uh, it would have been really hard to just do market research on third-party sites or on AngelList or Mattermark or looking at reviews and figuring out all of that data. And so if you're trying to do market research in order to open up yourself to more potential customers, I would start with talking to your own customers, if you have your own customers. If you don't have your own customers yet, then talk to people who would be your potential customers. So for the babysitting app, as an example, I uh, had that startup go and bring a few uh, potential customers into our office and we just asked them a bunch of questions. We showed them the app, we talked to them, asked them what features that they wanted, which ones they didn't want, what resonated with them the most. Uh, we ran logos by them, all of this stuff. And I think when you're having one-on-one -on -one conversations with people or you're in a small group setting, people are really, really open to do that. The problem is a lot of startup founders are afraid to do that, uh, I'm me included. I, I would much rather build something in the dark corners of my uh, 
basement or living room and have nobody see it and then launch it and not talk to anyone. But unfortunately, it's really difficult to do that nowadays. You, you really, it's the difference between shooting an arrow uh, with a blindfold on. That's kind of like do, launching a startup without having any sort of market research or talking to any customers. Um, you know, shooting an arrow with the blindfold on versus if you have talked to customers, if you know what their problems are, if you talk to potential users and know what their problems are, uh, shooting that arrow with no blindfold on. So yes, you can hit a, you know, a bullseye even with the blindfold on, like you can be right one out of a million times and hit that, uh, bullseye. But the chances of you hitting that bullseye, if you don't have that, uh, that blindfold on probably go up a lot. And so what I want to ask you is, do you want to shoot the bow with the blindfold on or a blindfold off? And yes, it is hard to talk to potential customers. It's hard to talk to potential users, but your best form of market research is talking to those people one-on-one. Uh, so don't rely necessarily too much on product hunt or angel list or matter mark, rely on people like go talk to people. Uh, people are a lot more open to talking to you about their problems than you think they are. And as a founder, our, one of our jobs, one of our biggest jobs is overcoming the fear of doing that. Because if you can do that, you're already putting yourself a step ahead of thousands of other entrepreneurs out there who are just not willing to do it. That's it for today's episode. To celebrate the launch of the podcast, we're giving a listener a free ticket to TechCrunch Disrupt, which is this September in San Francisco. To learn more about the giveaway, head over to launchchat.io. And while you're there, you can also post your startup question right on our website. All you have to do is click record, ask your question, and we'll feature you on the show. Remember, if you don't want to miss an episode, head over to iTunes and subscribe. And we'd also love it if you gave us a rating or review. Until next episode, keep grinding. Keep grinding.